ago, the former Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Prince Harry and his wife Meghan Markle, took the world by storm with their CBS Network TV interview conducted by American talk show host Oprah Winfrey. The revealing two-hour interview held in a friend's backyard opened a lot of people's eyes to their account of royal life, in particular the behavior of their British royal family and their advisors, or as the Duke and Duchess refer to them as the firm and the institution. This interview remains newsworthy with daily spins and reports. Everyone from Michelle Obama to Beyonce to Serena Williams have weighed in on it and lent their support for the couple and the decisions that they've made. Hi, I'm Jeanette Burke, host and creator of Jeanette's TV and podcast. Welcome back to another episode of our new segment, Hot Topics. Today, I'm commenting on the aftermath of Oprah's interview with the former Prince Harry and Duke of Sussex and his wife, the former Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle. Now, if you missed the interview or didn't get a chance to see it, don't worry. I'm going to bring you up to speed on the main points that were raised. But before I do, I need to do a little house cleaning. If you haven't already done so, I would very much appreciate you taking a moment to subscribe to Jeanette's TV and podcast YouTube channel and also hit the bell to be notified of all our upcoming episodes, including these Hot Topic segments. You can find both the subscribe and bell button above. Please also consider supporting us on Patreon. No donation is too big or too small as we continue to try and bring you great footage and content throughout the pandemic. And also consider purchasing one of our t-shirts or sweatshirts with Jeanette's TV and podcast logo and tagline or inspirational saying made by me or one of my guests in a previous episode as you prefer. All you have to do is select your favorite size and color along with the logo or the inspirational saying and the items include shipping and tax and they are conveniently sent right to your door. For more information and the links, you can find that in the description below. Now back to my commentary on the aftermath of the Duke and Duchess interview with Oprah. The interview began with Meghan talking solo about how the British tabloids portrayed her in the most negative light possible and how the royal family didn't come to her defense or support her in any way possible, even when they were aware that lies were being printed and she needed help. She said that during her two years of royal life, like from the time she actually married Prince Harry, she was initially warmly welcomed into the royal family and treated exceptionally well, especially by the Queen. But things took a downturn after her and Prince Harry's very public and expensive wedding, where she was accused of bullying staff, which is now under investigation by the palace, and for allegedly being extremely demanding, getting her own way with the wedding and almost everything else she wanted, which is rather unusual for a new royal abusing her and Harry's media popularity and making her sister-in-law, Kate Middleton, 
the, the Duchess of Cambridge, wife of Prince William, cry over an upset of the flower girl dresses involving Will and Kate's daughter, Princess Charlotte. Meghan explained that while she was brutally attacked in the media, the British media, for this and other things that Kate and other members of the royal family would actually be hailed for, it was in fact Kate who made her cry. And while everyone on the inside, the family, knew the truth, they did nothing to correct it. Since the incident had been resolved with an apology and a gift of flowers from Kate to Meghan, Meghan didn't feel it right to relay any more details, despite Oprah pressing her. Meghan went on to discuss her role and royal duties that she didn't feel adequately prepared or paid for. Despite her and Harry's immense popularity and her agreeing to shut down her former acting, fashion line, business, and social media activities. And how all of this led to a rumble within the family because there was a feeling that she and Harry were misusing their titles and outshining Will and Kate. And that all of this resulted in her every move being vilified in the British media. She then revealed that during her pregnancy with son Archie, she was subjected to additional harassment and racism in the British media. There were also talk amongst the royals themselves about the potential dark color of Archie's skin, given that Meghan is half black, and speculation about what that would mean. However, she refused to reveal who made those comments within the family, and only confirmed that it wasn't Queen Elizabeth or Prince Philip. So your guess is as good as mine. Another issue Meghan addressed is that Archie was not given a title, alluding to racism as the reason why. However, this is typical protocol for a great grandchild of the Queen that is so far down the succession line for the crown and most likely this would have been overturned when Prince Charles, who is Archie's grandfather, becomes king. A point that was not brought up by Oprah, Meghan, or Harry, and which has nothing to do with racism. In similar fashion to Princess Diana during her explosive interview with Martin Bashin several years ago following her divorce from Prince Charles, Meghan played the pity card and also disclosed that she was suffering mentally in, the, in silence during her royal tour of Australia, New Zealand and the Tongos. She said that she was merely smiling for the cameras to fulfill her duties and play her part. But inside she really felt stifled and silenced where previously she had been a vibrant actress and entrepreneur as well as a strong advocate and voice for change, women's rights, women's issues, Black Lives Matter, and so forth. She was very involved with a lot of causes. After the tour, she and Harry returned to Frogmore Cottage, which was their home on the grounds of Windsor Castle. There, she increasingly felt isolated 
having been denied help from the institution yet again and told not to leave her home in over four months to avoid causing further speculation and media attention. In addition, she allegedly wasn't allowed to leave Britain without permission and apparently her passport was confiscated. She said that she also wasn't allowed to make plans to see her friends or invite them over to her house for fear of for, uh, fear of photographers snapping pictures and more bad publicity or headlines. However, while Oprah didn't raise this in the interview, it should be noted that Meghan's friends threw her an extravagant baby shower weekend in New York City that she did attend. And these occurrences were widely reported in the media. During this same time, Meghan and Harry were also heavily criticized for overspending British taxpayers' funds, including the millions they directed to renovations on the cottage, as well as for being paid to complete royal duties that they had not. Eventually, they did, and the money they received had to be returned as part of their separation agreement from the royal family. They were also forced to sell the cottage to Prince Harry's cousin, Eugenie, and her husband, Jack. Again, these points were not mentioned in the interview. And while Oprah, in my opinion, gave a fabulous interview, because she's Oprah and she's great, um, I believe that there are just some facts that she could have raised and didn't. Given that Meghan also said she could no longer withstand living, living under such scrutiny and constant pressure, loneliness, isolation, and with so many rules, to the point that she contemplated suicide, and where she also claimed that royal life was not what she imagined or expected it to be when she agreed to marry Prince Harry. Yet, she did have some inclination of what being royal was all about when she agreed to the marriage. Because she also, at that very time, agreed to give up certain freedoms and to change things in her life, like her religion. She claimed she naively agreed to these terms as being an American raised in California amongst many celebrities. She knew little of the royal family, royal life, or even her husband prior to meeting him and had never Googled them. She said that she thought being royal would be similar to being a Hollywood celeb, which it seems is what she truly wanted all along, considering that her career was sort of in takeoff, her acting career uh, following suits. And let's face it, her celebrity status greatly altered when she became tied to Prince Harry when they started dating. Now, considering all of this, I wonder why she and Harry were willing to stay on as part-time senior members of the royal family, splitting their time between the U.S. and Canada, and continuing to perform their respective royal duties, provided that they were also paid for those duties and permitted to pursue outside interests, commercial interests in the U.S. and Canada, including book deals, movie deals, speaking deals, podcast deals, and more recently a Netflix deal that they arranged for $18 million. How about you? Share your comments below, please. 
The queen flatly denied them these requests, saying that they couldn't have it both ways or be half in, and then she cut them off financially from royal money. Do you think she was wrong to do this? They were also denied paid security. But Prince Charles agreed to help foot the bill for their security out of his own pocket for several months following their move from Britain to Canada. Now, eventually the couple were also required to manage living their lavish lifestyle on the 35 million Harry received in inheritance from Diana's estate and whatever remained of the 25 million that Meghan came into the marriage with. But apparently that wasn't enough for them. So Meghan and Harry also turned to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the Canadian taxpayers for additional financial support to cover the expense of their security. They also went to billionaire Hollywood pal Tyler Perry, who initially allowed them to live in California rent-free at one of his empty Beverly Hills mansions while they looked to purchase their own property for $14 million. The question is, if you can't afford your own security and you need a bailout or handouts to be free, and preserve your own wealth and inheritance, why purchase a $14 million house or even go for such high-end security? Why not explore other options or live a little bit below your means, like in a five or $10 million house? Because let, there's lots of celebrities who do that. And it's not as if they wouldn't have been still much farther ahead of, of those type of celebrities as well as many other young families. But again, these points were not raised in the interview, and I think they should have been. Although Meghan did most of the talking, when Prince Harry joined in the conversation, he spoke about his disgust of how the British tabloids portrayed his wife and how familiar it felt to the treatment of his mother, Princess Diana. He wasn't going to allow Meghan to go through that. He said he was extremely disappointed in his father, Prince Charles, for not giving them enough support, whatever that really means, and for cutting them off financially and not taking his calls. He also stated that his relationship with his brother, Prince Harry, and his wife, Kate Middleton, so that's Harry's sister-in-law, is now space, whatever that means, obviously distanced and that it was his and Meghan's choice to move away from royal life and that he did so to preserve his family and move from Britain to Canada and eventually to California to start a new life and that they had no regrets for making the decision not saying that they should. They also announced that they are now pregnant again and they are going to have a baby girl. Now both Meghan and Harry expressed their lack of support from the royal family around issues of harassment and racism. These comments caused an outcry across the world in the media. And as I said before, celebrities like Beyonce and Serena Williams, who happens to be one of Meghan's best friends, have experienced th that similar issues occurred in their life, resulting in their ongoing sympathy and respect for the couple and their choices. And there's no doubt in that racism and racist comments are not acceptable. Prince William has since defended these allegations that the royal family is not racist. He is planning to speak to his brother, he may have by now, and release some sort of rebuttal in the near future. Prince Charles has also shared his 
disappointment with Harry and Meghan for going ahead with the interview and what he said was airing family business, which potentially could put the monarchy in jeopardy. And I think it's safe to say that the gloves are off and that we will soon hear the other side of this tale and discover potentially that there are some altered perceptions, omissions, and possible mistruths or lies that may point to Harry and Meghan's decision to leave royal life not being just about what they said it was about. And that perhaps, and I believe this is the case, there are deeper issues at stake such as money, power, the ability to profit off a royal title, a sense of entitlement, and the need for change within the monarchy. I also believe that Meghan and Harry aren't exactly the victims they portray themselves out to be, although they did a great job convincing the world otherwise. Now, their interview actually backfired on them in England, where their popularity has significantly and drastically fallen, especially amongst the over 50 crowd who are steadfast monarchists. Of course, they did have a win in North America, where they do seem to show a lot of support. Could we be witnessing further problems, such as the abolition of the monarchy itself, and countries like Bahamas threatening to leave the Commonwealth. And what is that going to mean? The Duke also stated that he wants to return to Britain to celebrate Diana's 60th birthday memorial in July. Will he and Meghan be invited? Please share your comments in the feed below and what you think that this is all about and what it's going to mean for the greater impact. And thanks again for being with us today on Jeanette's TV and podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Burke signing off. Please remember to hit the bell and be notified of all our, uh, all our upcoming hot topic segments and our other episodes and to like, share and comment on all our posts in the feed below and to share us with all the amazing women and men in your life. You will find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Vimeo, and a lot of other places. You name it, we're there all over the internet.